Good morning, Fabcasters, on this happy new year. It's January 2nd, 2017. Nice. So what I did today is I I drove all the way to work. I work like 45 miles away from my house. And I get there and the parking lot is empty. Because guess what? It's a federal and national holiday. But I had no situational awareness. But that's okay because my drive time is worship time. It's prayer time and I honestly don't care. Got a few things done. Went to the AT&T store. Got a new flip phone. Because the other one broke and I got insurance. As well as picked up my dog. So it's all good. And plus I've had a lot of time to reflect on the ministry trip that we did. One thing I didn't mention last time is is during the Thursday uh, concert of praise. Night of worship. Uh, God brought to our group this, this illustration of a spoon and this spoon um uh, my my good friend dan he threw the spoon in the trash can and then he stuck the the spoon in a dirty bowl of food that had been thrown away and he said is this dirty and then everybody agreed it was dirty and then he washed the spoon with with hot water soapy hot water and then poured rubbing alcohol all over it and then dried it off and then he said, <clears throat> is the spoon now dirty? Well, everybody agrees. The spoon is clean. It's beyond clean. It's been sterilized. And it was this picture that I used later on as we were laying hands on people and praying that, that nobody is dirty in God's eyes. Nobody is dirty. Everybody can be used when they're cleansed and when they're clean by God. They can be used for any purpose. Primarily, to feed the hungry, to give thirst, to, to, to quench the thirst of those who thirst. Everybody is pretty much a spoon that's either been used or abused. And the temptation is for, for, for me to see myself as, oh man, some of the stuff that I've experienced, I, I don't think I could be used. And, and God says, no, no, when I clean you, you're clean. It's beyond hot water, beyond soap, beyond alcohol. You're completely clean. And any shame or condemnation that you feel, my, my son absorbed that on the cross. That's That was this picture. It was a beautiful picture for that night of worship. And now that I've, I've flown back home, what what's on my heart is always thinking about the handful of people that we took through the Steps to Freedom in Christ, this little freedom workshop, and thinking... Man, I hope they 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 cling to community. So, so what we've adapted as as practice is being available is my part. Being available to be called upon, to be called. Um, I give my number to somebody. Dan would give his number to somebody. Uh, Chad would give give his number to people and say, "Give me a call." Where I failed in the past is thinking that that. Um, I should go and pursue people. But what, I, what I've noticed about that is if I'm pursuing somebody, it doesn't give their heart a chance to be postured to want to receive help. And it's sort of like this. If, if someone doesn't see their need for a Savior, then they're not going to be saved, delivered, or whatever it is from whatever it is in front of them. If someone doesn't see their need for community, they won't have community. 
And so in, in giving my number out and being available to talk and say, hey, call me, call me anytime. And then and leaving it at that and letting, allowing room for God to, to work in their soul and then to, to stir up conviction in them like you need community. You need uh, to call it, it allows for the space for, for, for God to work. And so that's what we're doing now. And um, it's scary for me because in, in doing this over the past uh, handful of years now, there's there's always going to be those of us who, who dabble back in the flesh and who go back to our old ways. But I assure everybody that, that has experienced the gospel-centered recovery that those old things begin to fade away. In fact, it's already solved. It's just our flesh desires the things that it was, it's been used to. Let's just say someone had a, a 10-year, 20-year, 30-year addiction to something, a stronghold to something. Those things could and should disappear overnight, but but chances are they they don't. And like anger is to me, I mean, it's 2017. I'm two days into this thing. I've had a spout of, of anger towards my son and my uh, daughter. But then I had a chance to sit down with them over dinner and say, oh, things are so things are so different in my heart now. And, and I asked them for, um, I apologize and asked them for their forgiveness and God mended it right away. Um, I, I don't. That's not a discouraging moment for me. It, my my constant failure to be God to to be a conduit for God the Father's love through me to my children um, serves as a reminder one of of my complete dependence on the Lord. My constant need for a Savior. It, it sounds weird, but it's, it's sort of like it. My, my sin keeps Jesus relevant. And, I, and I, I so desperately need him every moment of the day. And I think my kids got that. And, uh, and one thing I hope they pick up on is, is that God is a God of grace. He's in the business of forgiveness. And there's no amount of, of mistakes or sin or, or evil that would, that would over, overcome his, the amount of grace that he has. So just a couple of reflections as we begin the new year here. Um, tomorrow I really do go back to work. So I'm going to be hitting, hitting the drive time, hitting reflections. Just as, as things come to my, to my mind and my, my heart, things that weigh heavy, I want to share it with everybody. And, and for the purpose of, of showing that, hey, we're kind of all the same. And we can share it. And, and we ought to jump into community because there's, we have a lot more in common than we tend to think. And there's no picture-perfect family. And if we painted a picture of, a, of another family that probably has it better off than us, then, then we're not looking at things right. What God has taught me so clearly and, and what I want to carry on to this new year is the, the ability to see people how God sees them. To be able to look at anybody, whether, whether it's someone who cut in front of me at line or whether it's someone who broke my heart or whether it's someone who cheated me out of something or someone who embarrassed me in front of others. My, what I want to do in 2017 is, is say, Lord, how do you see that person? 
in the midst of the the heightened blood pressure, in the midst of the attack, in the in the midst of the event, to be able to 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 sit back and say, Lord, what do you see right now? Oh my gosh, you see a broken person. And then secondly from that, Lord, what's where do you see them once they once they give their lives to you? And then beyond that, Lord, Lord, what are you going to do through them once they've given their heart? So sort of this all three in one as I look at someone, I can see their brokenness. I see them how God sees them and I see the future for them how God would see it if they would only choose to believe in him and believe in the life that he has for them, that it's this life and it's life abundantly. All right, Fabcasters, I'm sitting in my driveway now as I have turned around. I'm going to go back in the house and uh, love on these kids, love on my wife. Love you guys. Talk to you later. Bye.